but it, sure, it is sure. that just whole comparison where we just feel that I remember I used to think oh my god my girlfriend's taken her son to a couple of play groups this week and I've not managed to do that and is Max missing out or am I a bad mom for not doing that and there's just so much shaming and guilt that we carry and then yes, when you want to yes. go back to work or you want to do stuff for yourself it's like well I've wanted I've been like waiting for my son to arrive for years and he's here now and now I'm wanting to go back to work and it's just juggling all of that. Everybody, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for being the best parent you can be and enjoying the journey. Today, we have Miss Emma Gibbs NG with us. She is a incredible transformation and mindset life coach, which absolutely translates into parenthood. And we have a uh, we have a really hard hitting topic today to cover. So, Emma, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This uh this topic is a big one, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into it. But before we do, tell everybody where you are from in the world. So I live in um, a town called Bournemouth. I'm in the UK. Um, so I live right in the south. Uh, I would say it's a sunshine beach resort, which it is, but uh, we've had so much rain and bad weather this last year. It's just been a nightmare, but actually the sun is shining today. So yeah, so I'm over in the UK um, awesome. and yeah, not too far from London for those who, who don't know where Bournemouth is. London, but sunnier as a heuristic. I got it. Yeah. More beachy. <laughs> beachy. That's cool. I also live in the beach. So there you go. Um, I'm excited for this because it's always fun talking to people on different continents from different cultures, because uh, one thing I've learned is parenting and the skill set of growth through parenting is a universal journey, regardless of where you live. And I just think the commonalities are, are so cool um, and funny to see. So, um, so that's awesome. So Emma, why don't you talk a little bit about um, your history, what you do, and then specifically when it comes to parents and the mindset about, you know, shifting when you become a parent, uh, let's mm -hmm. start there and then we'll, we'll go through some yeah. questions on that. So yeah, so I primarily, um, well, I'm a, a mindset business coach and hypnotherapist by trade. That's what my, um, my certification stuff's in. Um, and I very much work with um, entrepreneurs, female business leaders, uh, to really help them to reconnect to their personal power. And I think this is a topic that is actually very related into when you become a parent, because there's aspects of you that you lose, and there's some parts of your power that you hand over. Um, yeah. But essentially, I help to help them to regain their personal power and to clear out all the technical term mind shit. So apologies for anyone that if I'm swearing, but I very much work with the mindset piece, you know, the, the stories, the um, ego driven um, truths that we tap into that essentially hold us back and tell us that we're not good enough or that we're not doing a good job or that this won't work or that won't work. I really work on releasing that, clear, clearing it, healing it, um, and really allowing you to kind of step into self-embodiment of the person you want to be so very much unconditional wow. courage very much embodied leadership you know radical responsibility really looking at taking who you are and expanding it in a capacity that allows you to hold the space for your desires and your dreams to come into fruition and to sustain it that's awesome how many of your clients your female clients are moms mm, about 80 percent yeah about 80 percent of you them that this to me is such a fascinating topic because I don't know. I know some moms have the wherewithal or the women have the understanding to know that when they go through the mothering journey, they are going to lose a part of themselves. I certainly did not. Um, I do no. know people who are in that camp. Yeah, I did not. Um, but I, I think that's such a beautiful like space to work in and like it, it happens to everybody and that you get to this point and it could be like when your kids are in diapers or they could be leaving the house. It happens at different times for people, but they realize like there's more to me 
that like, I have more than just a one trick pony and I want to do something with my life. So mm-hmm. um, why do you think, Emma, that that happens? Why do you think that when parents have, or women have kids or parents in general, it doesn't have to just be women, that they kind of lose themselves? Um, like walk me through the psychology of that and then like how, how you help them kind of get back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. I suppose a bit of background for me is that, um, I know we were just literally talking about this before we um, pushed play, but my journey to become a mum was not easy. It was it was really difficult. And my whole fertility journey was nine years in total. And I have one incredible, beautiful son who was naturally conceived. Um, but it took us initially three and a half years to conceive him. And then in and amongst all of that, there were male fertility issues and then um, three horrendous miscarriages. And all of that, like, you know, when you're growing up, you kind of think, oh, I'm going to have it. I want to have a baby are full pregnant and you know for some people who are fortunate that's how it happens but for the majority of us it's not like that and I think um for me I lost myself a lot along the way and I don't know if I ever really got the full part of me back um by the time I then became a mum because obviously through months of disappointment and so on and so forth and going through cycles of what am I doing wrong is it me is it my husband along with the external pressures of other people's opinions. I mean, I was told that I exercised too much, that I wore high heels too much. I was too skinny. I was, I wore nail bar, you know, all of this ridiculous stuff. And when it's kind of coming at you all of the time, you're just in this mode of one, it's failing and two, I'm doing stuff wrong. There's obviously, you know, something wrong with me. Um, and you can really lose yourself in that respect. Um, and so this is probably speaking more to the people who aren't finding it easy to fall pregnant. Um, and it's that, for me, a lot of the work that I do is around mental resilience um, as well. You know, when you're running a business, you're very stripped back. You're, you have to persevere. You have to dig deep. And there was a lot of elements that I use now that kind of came from digging deep when I was trying to fall pregnant and and holding on to the fact that I hadn't fallen pregnant yet rather than it's just never going to happen. And I used to say, oh, you know, I'd bet my mortgage on the fact that I'd be a mum. And I, even though it, it was so tough, I still held on to that dream. Um, and... So I, in answer to your question, when I then had my son, that part was easy in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that that's sometimes triggering for other people to hear. I've, sure. I'm a natural worrier as a person. And so I think a lot of people were worried about how I would be as a mum, and have all been like totally surprised at just how intuitive I am with him. Sorry. I'm so tapped into him. And I think a lot of that's down to my own self-healing journey and, and so on and so forth. And the connection that I've trusted to be built between the two of us. Um, But the biggest shift for me was obviously before I had my son, I was known for so much more. And then suddenly when he appeared, no one seemed to care about what they did. But, you know, if I would go and meet my friends and didn't have my son, well, where's Max? Why is Max not with you? Or everyone would then just want to talk about the baby. Um, And not about me and you then feel that you can't share hello you know I'm still here do we want do you want to ask me how I am because you don't want to be seen as pretentious or you know um needy or ungrateful for this incredible opportunity you have and and all the while I've I've always been incredibly grateful for my son my past was is sprinkled with sexual and physical abuse and I, I really strongly believe that I was meant to have a son to help heal me on a deeper level and, and put my trust back in 
in men again, boys again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, every, every experience is personal, I don't know, but I think the bond that I had with him was instant. And it's like, he teaches me things that I didn't know existed in me. Yeah. He shows me strength that I didn't know I had, but I have also compromised on a lot of stuff. So I've, you know, because I waited so long to have him, I didn't want to miss out on the milestones of various things that, that come with having a baby. And so when it came to my business, for example, if I look back at that, I think there's a lot of things I put on hold because I wanted to be so available for my child that actually yeah. I lost a lot of myself along the way in that respect, because I wasn't necessarily honoring my needs. I was just purely thinking about theirs. So I don't know if that answers your a, question. No, that was beautiful. And I super appreciate you being just raw and vulnerable and just honest. I, I, I'm sure there are someone out there who resonates with every single part and probably many people that resonate with mm. multiple of the things you said. And I think that's part of what happens is we just need permission to like feel and, and then we can help start to process it. Um, but there are several things I would like to unpack from what you said. Um, one is that like, what, what I'm gathering is everyone's journey is going to be different, right? For you, the, the hard, non-intuitive uh, coming to odds with yourself part was the pre, uh, you know, the prenatal or before you got pregnant, where some mm -hmm. people might find that during pregnancy. I know some people had horrible pregnancies. Some people might feel that after the fact. Some people might have phenomenal everything. Some people might have struggled with all three of those things. So I think uh, I love that you make a connection. And I'll wrap this up here between um, parenthood and entrepreneurialism. I think that both of those are incredibly spiritually rooted uh, practices or parts of a, a human being's life to really help you force you to go deep and force you to rebirth yourself, kind of like the phoenix dies and then is reborn yeah, yeah, in the yeah. ashes. Um, so what I get, what I gather from what you're saying is like there is no right or wrong um, time to one go through your your shit or to or to um, start to pursue your dreams, right? Like I know people who have raised all of their kids and now that they're grandma, that's their time that they want to do that. I know I have a lady that's in one of my business groups and she goes, she's breastfeeding on our calls. And I'm like, I don't even know how you do that because I, at that point I have, I wanted nothing to do with bettering myself. I was so in the throes of just being gaga over this kid attached to my body and just enjoying that moment. So I, I love that because it, it's like, stop as a society, stop trying to be what everybody else thinks you should be. Um, and, and just embrace where you are and, and see what feels in alignment with you. And yeah, and I, that I think also brings I, me back. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say because I had um, my son, I, I was classified as a geriatric parent. I had him when I was 37. And so I spent 37 years of being me. And then suddenly yeah. I wasn't just me anymore. And, and so I think a lot of you get pregnant, you, you have the baby. There's, there's just not really a huge amount of support in then understanding who you are then on the other side. Sure. where sure. you then fit in with everything and what that then looks like for you like you know I never read one book um about parenting or about pregnancy or anything like that I, so I can't but there's no manual for a mum. and the reality is every child is different and it's the same with with anything in the fact that we can get caught up in toxic comparisons of yes. having to keep up with what other people are doing um and we put this immense pressure on ourselves to be seen to be doing what we think we should and a lot of the work that I do with my clients, whether it's mums or not mums, is that we we tell ourselves this story that we have to do do things because that's what should be done or that's what's required. And the reality is there is no better guidance than your inner tuition. Your inner guidance is the best strategy for you when it comes to creating a business or a life that feels uh, you know happy and flowing and so on and so forth. And we try and overcomplicate it and we try and try and be like everybody else because 
there's a part of us that's scared to go against the grain and really tap into yourselves. And yet that's really, I find the key with parenting is that no one knows my son like I know my son. Exactly. Um, and we just figure it out along the way. And, you know, it, we're going to mess it up occasionally, but that's just being human. Um, and I kind of have kept that in the forefront of my mind. It's like, it's fine. We'll just figure it out. It's okay. Yeah. When it comes to my business, I sometimes forget that part. And so I, I pull on yeah. mum, eh, mum, like mummy em, and want to pull her into my business a bit more on those sides of things. Um, because that's, awesome. that's the rebirth of who I am and, and that's who I am in my rawness. And when I'm really like connected to my intuition, it's like, it's fine. We'll just figure it out. Problem. Yeah. You know, my son's seven now. <laughs> I've never had a seven year old before. I've never had a seven and a half year old before. Like every day is new and we're not always going to get it right all of the time. Um, and you know, again, a lot of these things that I work with, with my clients is very much around, we get what we're ready to receive and everything in life is, is growth lessons. And so yeah. when we strip away all this doing it wrong um, and actually it's just about learning and figuring stuff out, that pressure just disappears. And so I kind of just see it as like, well, this is just something new that I need to learn. This is whether this is just solely for parenting or whether this is something I can transfer into other areas. It's all a growth right. lesson. Everything is happening for me in order for me to become the mum that I want to be, to become the business person I want to be, to become the, the wife that I want to be to my husband. So it's about presence and about um, just being, you know, in the moment and letting your intuition kind of guide you instead of comparing yourself to society. Yeah, it's so funny. When, off. And I think that's everything. And maybe yeah. that's why people experience this at different, the, the shit story of shit, as you called it, <laughs> at different parts of your life, because that's when you're letting the pressure of our societal norms get to you instead of tapping in to yourself. Like you were joking about when you'd go see your friends uh, and they'd all be asking where Max is and you're like, well, what about me? And yeah. it's like, because that's what, that's what society tells you is okay. Um, yeah. I had, I had a personal experience where everyone's like, Gabe, how's Gabe sleeping? How's he sleeping? How's he sleeping? And I'm like, why is everybody asking me how he's sleeping? Like, yeah. he's two weeks old. He sleeps like a two week old. He sleeps yeah. like crap. Yeah. Uh, but it's almost like I got that air of I've had kids and I know they sleep like crap. So I want to see if you're going through the same, the same crap I went through. And I'm like, what a, what a weird yeah. thing. Uh, I know. Um, it, it's strange. It's, it's, <laughs> you just, it's like they, they want someone to just be able to go, yeah, I understand, which I get. But, I mean, Max was a good sleeper, so I would never engage in sleeping conversations with people because I didn't want to be that one person to go, oh, he sleeps really well. I mean, other people feel bad. But it, sure, it sure. is that just whole comparison where we just feel that I remember I used to think, oh, my God, my girlfriend's taken her son to a couple of playgroups this week and I've not managed to do that. And is Max missing out? Or am I a bad mum for not doing that? And there's just so much shaming and guilt that we carry. And then yes, when you want yes. to go back to work or you want to do stuff for yourself, it's like, well, I wanted, I've wanted, i been like waiting for my son to arrive for years and he's here now and now I'm wanting to go back to work. And it's just juggling all of that. Wow, that's deep. You said something earlier that I liked, um, and it was uh, basically around like getting in touch with your intuition. Mm. Um, do you, I'm wondering if you have any like tools or like exercises or just like quibs that you share with your clients when they're in that phase and they're trying to get back in touch with their intuition. I think that's super helpful for people. Yeah, I mean, I'm a massive advocate for meditation. I do meditation all the time, um, and so that is huge for me with just calming a nervous system down primarily because we don't think clearly and there's so much chaos going in a, in our head and in our body sure. when we are caught sure. up in everything. And there's so much that goodness that comes through when you just slow everything down. And so I really work on um, getting people to remind themselves, like build awareness around their intuition. I, in human design, I'm a manifesting generator and I'm very much driven by sacral. I don't know if you know much about human mm -hmm. design. Um, and I've never known anyone to ever say 
oh, I followed my gut and it was wrong. But I know people yeah. who have said, I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did and gone against their gut. And so yeah. it's really stripping stuff back. And, and I was talking about this earlier on today where really life is quite simple, but it's not easy because we like to overcomplicate it. And the reality yeah. is um, your intuition knows you better than anybody else. And how my intuition um, guides me is, you know, that I suddenly have an urge or a pull to go into a Facebook group or to listen to a podcast or to go a different way to, to pick my son up from school. And I bump into someone who then becomes a potential client or opens up an opportunity for me. Or I listen to a podcast and there's a message in there that really lands in a, in a way that I need it to. Or suddenly someone that I've been admiring from afar drops a course that is just really like up my alley for what, what it is that I want to do. And it's having the trust to intuitive, intuitively follow that without the evidence to tell you to follow it just yet. Yeah. And it's the same right. with when you're a parent. You know instinctively your child. Like um, my son, as I said, he's only seven, but he had this weird rash on his torso a couple of weeks ago. And my husband's like, oh, it's just, you know, he, he has... Um, hay fever and we were like oh maybe it's like hay fever rash or whatever and I was like something instinctively was telling me it wasn't um and he ended up actually having shingles um but I I kept him off school and wanted to take him to the doctors first before allowing him to go into school and just pulling him out uh, yeah. and my husband was like and just take him to school he's fine it's just a rash blah 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 but it's that instinct yeah. I was like yeah you can't see it but you feel it and you just know and it's like and and he was fine but obviously it, yeah. shingles isn't contagious but in his age group there's people who haven't had chicken pox and therefore it then becomes a, an issue so he was then off for the week um so it's just being able to listen to the pulls and trust them enough without mm -hmm. getting caught up in the validation or the logic or the confirmation and actually just to go with it and know that that will make sense so if i'm understanding correctly uh, meditation provides the calmness of mind and the clarity for you to recognize these subtle feels as they come. Uh, and then you have to put um, consideration or effort into not letting the egoic brain or the thoughts or the everyday um, thoughts kind of overshadow those. Um, mm -hmm. So you just, and, and I personally very much like have this in my own life, right? So I, I understand, but after time, those little whispers become louder and louder. The more that you uh, give, uh, you give um, attention to those voices, you listen to them, they start to establish those neural pathways. So, mm -hmm. you know, what wires together, wires together, and then they start to become like, you, you just trust them more because you, you've had this experience before you've trusted in the past and you saw what transpired or you didn't listen to them and you know what happens when you don't. So then you start to listen to them. Yeah. And the thing is, I think, you know, um, anything that feels heavy is often something that's linked with fear and ego and so on and so forth. And I think the confusion is sometimes when it's aligned with what you should be doing and how you should be moving, it feels quite easy and quite flowing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we cannot see the value in that. And so we almost dismiss it because we're so in tune with wanting to make things complicated and it's got to be yeah. hard. Um, you know, and parenting's hard. So how can that become really easy to me? And so you dismiss it and it's actually looking, it's just noticing patterns within yourself. Like I ask a lot of questions to myself and with my clients when I'm doing meditation because a lot of the work that I work on is with the subconscious mind, because that is the creator of your reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. It will create what we give energy and, and time and attention to. Um, sure. But I just feel when you're in meditation or visualization or some form of relaxation, and that could be out walking, that could be in a shower, that could be just being in nature where you're just present. You, yeah. It's just almost having that conversation with yourself is like, you know, 
what what do I need to do next? What do I need to be focusing on? Um, please yeah. like give me my next steps. Please give me that guidance. Um, and then waiting for it to come through. And that's where it gets tricky is that we then don't wait for it to come through and we focus on that. And the how is not our responsibility, but we focus on the how because that's the part we can control. Yeah, that's good. So it's like a conversation and then it's patience and giving yourself the space to receive the answer. Because if you run off to the next thing after asking the question, first you have to ask the question, but then if you run off to the next thing, then you don't have a chance to process. And being open to receiving it. Right. Because it's amazing. Like, in a different say, form oh, I really want guidance. Think. And then not be open to receiving it because it might not be in, in alignment with how we think it should. So we dismiss it. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. said something a bit ago that um, is a triggering, like heavy topic. It's around like when things are in flow versus when they're um, resistant. And I've experienced this several times throughout my life. And I've seen, I've seen other people like, this is just something I think as humans, we all have to go through. Like we understand when something's in flow and it just happens organically and it just seems easy and it feels in alignment and it feels awesome. Um, but there's also things that we aspire to do. Like, for example, I think of the mom who might be wanting to start a business or kids are, you know, whatever age they are. And she's like, I'm ready to start doing this. But then as she starts to go down the path, like all these things are cropping up and it doesn't feel organic. It feels challenging. So from my understanding of manifestation and the law of attraction, it's really that situation is really rooted in personal beliefs that you don't think you can have what you want. So you um, don't feel in alignment with the desires that you're having, or to put better, your subconscious and your conscious mind are not in alignment on the thing. So even though your conscious mind might want to start a business, your subconscious does not believe um, that it can, or is fearful of it, or there's something underneath stopping you. And I think that probably ties really well into what you do um, as a coach. If a parent or a human finds themselves in that place, whether it be starting a business or whatever the thing is, and they can feel that they're not in that alignment, what are some of the tools or things that you recommend to your clients that they do to help them get the conscious and the subconscious? And I think obviously having a coach is very helpful here. So call Emma, but um, what are yeah. some things they can do to help bring those two things in alignment? Um, so I call this like the cycle of change because it's really important to, to normalize anything. Like everything that we go through, whether it's success, whether it's parenting is like we can think, Oh, you know, when I get to a certain level or when my child gets to a certain age, everything will just fall into place. And the reality is that's not the case. It's just you get better at managing it and handling it. But the reality okay. is whenever you want something new or you make that decision to say, like, in, for your example, you're a, a new mum and you're wanting or a mum and you're wanting to start up a new business. What tends to happen is that you have that intention, that idea, that goal. Right. I want to start my, my new business. The universe, because I'm very spiritual and I, I know you are, then gets to work. But it, it gets to work in the rearranging and realigning of things, because obviously that new intention is different from your existing one. And so it can create time lag, but what it will do is start to bring in your next steps. What also then happens is whenever you set an intention for what it is that you want to achieve, the mind shit bubbles to the surface to say, there's no way that you're ready to start a business. Your kids are too young, you're blah, blah, blah. You can't do this, you can't do that. And we'll come up with all of the reasons as to why you can't do it. The first thing is to see that this mindset that comes through are actually the stepping stones to your success because these are the things that are shining. They're shining a light on what it is that you need to work on. Yes. And it. so if you can start to see it as these are reasons why I can't do it, it's like, okay, this is what I need to shift in order to make this happen. If you awesome. can get your head around that, that will save you so much time and energy. <laughs> then you've got to work on cleaning up the mindset, cleaning up your energy. Um, and there are, you know, several ways that, that you can do this. The first, first really obvious one is is to identify what the stories are that are coming through for you so what's the dominant ones that are coming through um and to challenge it to call it out because is that ultimately true like is that 100 percent true um 
And this is where, you know, comparisons become good because if you've got a desire, you are, it's your desire because you're capable of achieving it. Your desire is your desire because you have everything within you to achieve it. The problems that come in is the mindset will tell you that you can't. And often your abilities and what you need is buried under procrastination, people pleasing, fear, doubt, etc. Um, yeah. And so it's really important for you to, to clear away that mindset. And one of the biggest things is to recognize that's not 100% factually correct. Um, right. um, and ideally, can you find the evidence in your own experience to actually dispel and disprove this this story that we are telling ourselves that it can't be done? Well, I've done it sure. before and I did this, that and the other. If you can't find it within yourself, it's then looking at what's around you and seeing, well, Caitlin's running a business and she's, you know, she's managing to do it really well. So there's the evidence to show that it's possible. So I've now got proof it's possible. I just now need to clear away my stuff in order to make it possible for me. Um, I'm going on a bit tangent here, but this is where we can then get caught up. Well, Caitlin's doing it this way, blah, 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 blah. So I've got to follow this step, this step, this step, this step exactly. um, in yeah. order to make it happen. But the reality is I, um, through my experience, my beliefs, um, my view on the world, I require different growth lessons to you. So sure. we might both want the same thing, but, and we might follow the same strategy, but we're going to get different results because we'll interpret it different. Our belief systems will kick in. Um, and so our actions will be different. We might procrastinate. You might go, you know, full guns blazing. I might pull back, et cetera, et cetera. And it's recognizing that, that everything is working in your favor. So everything is presenting you a stepping stone to get to where you want to go. Your fears that come up, you clean them, right. you recognize they're not true. Okay. So what new truths can I start to tap into that feel aligned with what I want and are, are believable because there's no point tapping into something like, Oh, I'm a millionaire when you're not. But it's like when you can start to tap into something that is stretching, but is believable and you have evidence of it and you have that. And it hasn't got to be 100 percent belief, but certainly beyond 51 percent belief that you can achieve that. Then you start to build the evidence. The universe is realigning, rearranging. Everything's going to start to come right. in. Then you trust that the, the guidance, the opportunities, the people, the ideas, the creations, the you know business ideas and so on and so forth will be presented to you at the right time. Because, again, you get what you're ready to receive. And if you're suddenly receiving this idea of a business that you want to run it means you're ready for that you're capable for that and exactly. so you just have to believe it, it. yeah it's it's yeah. holding on to that well i've received it so i must be capable of it what is standing in my way how right. can i dispel this and so what are the, the these stories is there 100 are they 100 truth no what what evidence do i have to to support a new way of thinking to write a new truth um and then you know to go deeper with it the you know, forgiveness is massive that, that I work on because if you're not forgiving yourself, like I had to forgive my body for the miscarriages, um, forgive the the guy who abused me um, in my past. And I resisted it so much because I thought, no, if I'm forgiving him, that means everything's okay. And it's not, it's just, it's circuit breaking that emotional attachment you have with it that's still playing wow. out in your mind and in your body. Wow. So wow. if there are any deep rooted stories that, that you are working on, then forgiveness is the most powerful technique that you could ever, ever use. I, I say it's not it's not a game changer. I'd say it's a life changer. It's a lifesaver yeah. for me. Had I not worked on forgiveness, I wouldn't be doing what I am now. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and it is really powerful. Um, and again, a lot of the deep work that I do with people is although it's really good to identify what your triggers are, your fears are and recognizing that they're not true, you do then need to heal them at the core. 
because yeah. all the while you can go, yeah, that's not true. Your ego will go, okay, over here now. I'm going to come up in in your relationship or in your finances to show you. Haven't released it. Yeah, yeah. So you need wow. to get it right at the core, which is where deep healing comes in, hypnotherapy comes in, all of the, the like the detox work that I then do with my clients to remove that, to wipe that slate yeah. clean. So you're you're unlearning old patterning to then relearn you and your personal power and stepping in. Oh, like that's awesome. There are so many things I could talk about there. Like <laughs> amazing. Uh, I've, I've actually done hypnotherapy quite a few times and I've had them be very um, like, how do I say? Like within the realm of what people would consider normal, where it's just a very calming meditative state. And then I've had them be as like um, out there as like, let's go past the past lives or future lives. Yeah. And let's understand where this come from and this pain in your body or this mark on your leg and what that means. And like, um, the relationship with your son, because this happened in another life and they can get very deep, but, um, there's a level of understanding of the connectivity of the human nature. What I yeah. get from what you're saying is like, we are so complex and so capable and so incredible. Um, and everyone's journey is unique, but the, the tools to help us understand ourselves better is, um, you know, those are some universal things, which I, I really appreciate you sharing today. The last thing I want to share before we wrap is I think as parents, we are, uh, just by nature, very good at doing this for our kids. If your son or daughter is struggling with something, you will be, you will not be um, subjective. You become very objective to say, Hey, you're not struggling with reading. You are just having, you know, an experience with this word. That's fine. And then you will instantly give them a reroute to something positive to help them. And I always, I say this a lot on the podcast, but if we can start viewing ourselves as children, Mm -hmm. um, like you will look in the mirror, you see yourself and you see your inner child, right? The whole inner child work type thing. It is amazing how hard we are on ourselves. And I think just coming to terms and understanding that really helps with the whole intuition and trust. I love that you bring trust into it, but we have the skills because we do it with our kids. We do it with yeah, our yeah. spouses. We do it with our nieces and nephews. It's just re one is presence and understanding and then rerouting it to ourselves. So Emma, that, that was awesome. Um, I wish I could keep you on for another hour because I have so much more I want to ask you. Maybe we'll have you back on, but can you please um, tell our audience where they can find your work? Um, and and uh, yeah, and we might have you back on in the future, but where can oh, you find well, I'd love to, I'd love to. Um, yeah, so primarily find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Emma Gibbs NG. Um, pretty much all my work. So my website is um, emmagibbsng.com. Um, so they're probably the two main places. Facebook, I, I'm on as well. Um, I'll send you the link so you can add them if, if that's okay. Thank you. That's great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I do a lot of lives. I've got a podcast myself called Life Beyond Limits, um, where I speak a lot about um, going deeper into really everything that we've just spoken about today. Um, and I also do interviews, so I'll probably look to get you on my show if that's okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they're probably the main places to find me. Great. Well, thank you for the work that you do for living vulnerably. I usually find that people who do the best work in this life, it's their journey. And then they share their journey with others. And then they bring people along with their learnings. And it's incredibly impactful. I, I know I know through this work that we were designed as a human species to do this. And that's part of our connection. And in the day and age of now with um, you know, technology being what it is, we get less human interaction, but we, we better make the best of this interaction. Being able to talk to somebody in, in England, um, yeah. it's so incredible. So I just want to say like from my heart to yours, I, I see what you do. I appreciate it. I definitely will use you in my own personal life. And I really hope that our audience leans in as well because I think it's very impactful. So thank you for being thank on the show you. today. Oh, thank you very much awesome. for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, we we appreciate it. I learned a ton. And parents, you guys know the deal. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm so proud of you being here for yourselves. I'm proud of you being here for your kids. I think about how, I don't even know you all personally, but I think of how your kids' lives are going to improve because you're there failing forward, learning for yourselves every day. And it's so imperative. Um, so I'm so proud of you guys. And you guys know, let me know what you guys want to learn about this channel. I will go find amazing people like Emma to teach us so we can learn together. Please hit the subscribe like button. Get us into homes of more parents like you trying to make a difference in this world. So until the next perfect time, you guys stay beautiful, stay inspired. Thank you. Bye guys.